When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, to another episode of the Final Fantasy Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, followed by one of my other hosts, Trey. Hello. And we normally have Steven with us on these episodes, uh, but this week he had to take care of his two dogs. Uh, one dog, which we found out, is actually named after the specific topic we're going over. <laughs> so today we are continuing our season two of Summons, and we are discussing Shiva. So we're dis- this entire episode is going to be about Steven's dog. <laughs> the best of girls yes uh but no seriously we are uh talking about the ice element summon that you get in the games uh shiva which you know we talked about a little bit of last episode with ifri but we are gonna go full deep dive with her so to kick things off, uh, Shiva is frequently a recurring ice elemental summon in the Final Fantasy series, a blue-skinned woman with clothing of the same color. Her signature attack is Diamond Dust, sometimes called Gem Dust, and Trana Sentinels uh, in the French version. And then alongside Ifri and Bahamut, she is one of the few summons to appear in every main series of the game from Final Fantasy 3 through Final Fantasy 15, although in Final Fantasy 12 she appears as an airship instead of a summon. She also appears in every main series side story and sequel that features summons, with the only few exception being Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7. The So this is the second time Ifrit was... Uh, also, not in 12, because, you know, whatever, they want to do Belias for that one. Do you, I, I wonder if 12 would have been accepted more from the Final Fantasy universe if they hadn't changed so, so much. Like, I know the gameplay was different, and that was kind of like, okay, we have to start going away from turn-based. We're going we're gonna to move on. But if that game had had Shiva, had had Ifrit had had all of these things to kind of, you know, pay homage to the series that it was trying to move on. I wonder if fans would have accepted it a little bit more rather than just 
revolting against it the way they did. Yeah, I mean, I would I would assume so because like if you're going, I mean, if you're going to change a lot, at least keep some things the same, and that would I would assume be summons. Summons are the things you like. One of the few things that okay, don't change too much. And, of these. and they they had the summons, but it was just, they wanted they wanted to do new things. And I mean, I guess that was the the way of the world at the time. It was all this new and fresh, and now we're in the big nostalgia kick. And I I guess maybe I just I wonder if there had been a little bit of that nostalgia in Final Fantasy XII, if it would have made it a little bit easier to swallow some of the things that the diehard fans weren't uh, happy about. Yeah. But, who knows? Um, but, with that, uh, going into Shiva's profile, so, a lot, a lot, ugh, talking's hard. Although enjoying regular appearances throughout the series, Shiva, like the most popular assemble entities, has not been given a specific backstory. Being simply described as the Ice Queen, she has a lover named Shivar and a daughter named Shivan. In Final Fantasy XII, Remnant Wings, um, so that that comes from Remnant Wings, which is a remind. Is this a side game or is it's, this like the? It is a. It's like a DS game. It takes place a year okay. after um, Final Fantasy XII. And according to the Wikipedia, um, there are 51 summons available. So they realized their mistake and they were like, you know, what? we're just going to throw them all in there. So that might be the most summons in any game. I, I don't remember yeah. one having more than 50. Yeah. I mean, good luck trying to collect them all through one single playthrough half the time. Um, and then in Final Fantasy thirteen, Shiva's embodied in a pair of sisters called Nyx and Strira. In Final Fantasy fifteen, she is said to be the love have been loved by Ifri and appears as a flock of pixies as well as a human form. Which I don't recall this, but it's been a while since I've played fifteen. <laughs> I mean, if she's embodied in a pair of sisters. Well, that's in thirteen. Does that really that I do right? Remember. Does that count? I mean, I does, does, uh, does Shiva herself ever actually show up, or is that just no, trying to just, stretch it? In thirteen, it's just the two sisters, it's the twin sisters. So it sounds like Shiva is not really in thirteen. Correct. She okay. isn't. She isn't. Like it's in like implied. You you can you can tell yourself that, <laughs> um, but she she is. Whatever, whatever fake news you want to listen to, but the fact is, Shiva is not, clearly not in thirteen. It is how it is two twins or two pairs of sister, a pair of sisters instead. But there they go again, twelve and thirteen, just trying to change things up. Yep. And then uh, Shiva has occasionally been shown as one of the more friendly summable entities, only required being fought to gain her service in a few Final Fantasy games, and she usually does not display malicious intent when doing so. And then Shiva is willowy, a humanoid female with pale skin and long blue hair, so invoke an image of ice and cold. Later summon sequences add arctic winds, freezing temperatures, and large ice crystal formations shiva inver- invariably wears only enough clothing to retain her modesty along with the boots and other minor aesthetics pieces although in some appearances she's barefoot 
She carries no weapons in most appearances and implements her diamond dust attack with arm gestures, a snap of the fingers, and or force of will. Later games in the series allow Shiva to carry out physical attacks in the form of kicks and punches. They aren't kidding about that scantily clad. You, Whenever I was a kid, if I was like my grandma's house or something, I could not summon Shiva if she was in the room because my grandma would have seen it and she would have just, she would not have been happy with the situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I fully, fully understand all that. It's hard to play M-rated games when you have parents in the same household. I mean, this wasn't even M-rated. This was just like back in the time, back in the day when everything was super sexualized. Oh, like yeah. That. That, that too. I mean, you had the music videos on MTV for Cisco's The Thong Song. It was just everything was everywhere. But it was Shiva was definitely one of them that they embraced uh, the scantily clad clothing. Oh, yes. I, I vividly remember that. So now we have her appearances. So like most all summons. Uh, they start with Final Fantasy III, so Shiva can be summoned by evokers, summoners, and sages. She is attained by purchasing the level 2 summon magic spell, Ison. And then, depending on the job summoning Shiva, she may be using the following abilities. White summoning is Mesterize, cast sleep on all enemies. Black summoning is Icy Stare deals ice damage to one enemy, and high summoning is Diamond Dust deals ice damage to all enemies. So I think it's cool that she does sleep for her white summoning. If for it, Which, I believe was a cure. But yeah. for, I, I like the idea of sleep for cold because, like you know, that's when you the get whole thing. Too you cold, you start falling asleep. Right, exactly. It's perfect. Or you die. Which is like falling asleep. <laughs> so this isn't the Harry Potter podcast, sir. No, I'm just saying in general in life, like if you get to a cold, you, you know, eventually will typically start falling, getting sleepy or falling that's asleep. On, that's really on me. You said it's like falling asleep. And that was my Harry Potter brain just going <laughs> off. And then uh, now we have Final Fantasy four. Shiva is righty as summoned from. After she rejoins the group in the Underworld, she is also a boss in Radius Challenge Trial in the Lunar Ruins in the Advanced and Complete Collection releases. She was a casting time of 4, cost 30 MP to summon, has a power of 120, and attacks all enemies for ice elemental damage. In the 3D releases, the charge time to summon her is 6 seconds. In the easy type version, the cast time was reduced to 3. Standard Shiva. Yup. And then final... I mean, from here on out, it's pretty standard Shiva, I, I mm -hmm. would guess, anyway. She comes out, she messes people up with some ice damage, and then she goes home. Right. And then Final Fantasy V, the summoner job class, uh, can call Shiva. She can be found on the top of the Tower of Castle uh, Wales. This is the first time in the series Shiva appears as a boss, along with her and three ice commanders who also must be defeated. Shiva is a level 2 summon who costs 10 MP to summon, dealing ice damage to all enemies. Final Fantasy VI. Uh, Shiva is an esper acquired after a boss fight in the Magitech Research Facility. She costs 27 MP to summon, casts an unblockable diamond dust ability with a spe spell power of 52. As a magicite, she teaches Blizzard times 10, Blizzorara times 5, Osmos times four, Rasp times four, and Cure times three. 
And then now we have Final Fantasy 7. So Shiva is a summon materia entertained from the Priscilla of Under Juron. After Cloud and company defeated the boss uh, bottom as well, Shiva can be then assigned to a weapon or armor and called upon in combat. Her spell power is equal to 1.5 times the base magic damage. And then if the player's material inventory is full during the scene, Priscilla is supposed to give the material to Cloud and the party. She leaves the Shiva material in her room for the player to pick up later. I remember like that fight so well because you run down to the beach and then Priscilla's down there in the water and you have to fight the big uh tsunami guy and he has the water that attacks you and i think he even traps one of your characters in a bubble if i remember correctly and you have to attack the bubble to get him out i believe uh, so. but it's just a really a really cool rewarding fight because then you do the cpr on her to to bring her back and then after that you have to go jump on whist, blow the whistle to have the dolphin lift you up to climb the tower so there's a lot of little mini games right after it's a very memorable section of the game, um, which is, you know, it fits perfect for Shiva showing up there because it, you can't really miss, like, like you said, you can't really miss her unless your, your materia is full and then, you know, it goes to the room. But at that point, it's pretty hard to have your materia full. Mm-hmm. So I, I love how Shiva is so easy to get in the games, but especially in this one, I just love that it, it's in such a big moment that even like, it's probably been six, seven years since I played Final Fantasy VII, but I can still just remember it like that. It's a hard time for me to remember because it's been so long for me. Uh, but I mean, to be fair, like before, like it's been six or seven years now, but I've beat seven probably like ten times. Man, don't okay. don't beat yourself up. That's fair. And then Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, she returns as a summon. She is fought as a boss uh, via Claudie or Chadley. 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 Yeah. And claimed as a summoning materia after. Once summoned, Shiva fights automatically, but the player can issue commands to make her use specific abilities, such as Heavenly Strike. Shiva uses Diamond Dust as a finishing move uh, either when the timer expires or when her summoner is KO'd. Shiva's loading screen description mentions that according to legend, she once saved the planet from a catastrophic by staunching a great wound with the glacier. Alluding to Genova's rival to the planet that has since encased the icicle area in snow. And the original Final Fantasy VII based on Gast and Iflina's taped conf- uh, conversations found in the Icicle Inn. It explained that the north of the planet never melts because of the planet's energy is gather- gathered there to heal its energy. I- yeah. Injury. Gosh. So Shiva came through in the clutch after Genova fell to the world and helped freeze that over, and now the Earth just sends energy there and keeps it nice and cold while it heals. Yep. So, and it's interesting how... So, as anybody knows, if you play Final Fantasy play Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the sequel to the remake... Part 2 is dropping now in February. So it's interesting on where we are going to get these summons now. Because so none of your save progress, no, nothing that you get from the first remake game will carry over. They did announce, though, 
if you have saved data of the re- base game remake and the integrated uh, chapters, you will get two summon materials for the rebirth. I can't remember what they are on the top of my head. Rom was one, okay. and I don't remember the other. I think it's one of the minor summons. I think nothing too crazy, but I could be. I, I, I it's been been it since I read the article. You're right. I do wonder what they'll do. Losing like the fire, the regular materia is not too bad. Uh, I do wonder what they'll do to explain that. Honestly, for me, I I don't even care if they don't explain it away. Um, but the easiest way to do it for me would be Yuffie hasn't shown up for the real party yet. Have her show up and steal she... all your materia, mm-hmm. just like she does in the game, and send it back to Wu Tai like in a shipment and then what then have her join your team after you fight her or whatever and then she's just like sorry everyone the materia is just gone forever right and i mean honestly and then, boom, you start from scratch and and quite honestly that would be the probably the best outcome um for how the game starts or roughly after the or like during the prologue of all this and again i would like to make it clear i i don't care if they don't they don't explain it at all and they just go with we people know it's a new game so we're starting fresh and we're just gonna pretend like i know that's not canon quote unquote but i wouldn't even i wouldn't it would not bother me if they did that but for the people who do care about canon i feel like something as simple as that yuffie explanation is a way they could go but we can talk about that on maybe one of the upcoming patron chats that we're gonna have to have these days yes which we'll go talk about that later in the episode but that's um, called a teaser sir <laughs> and then with uh now we jump to final fantasy 8 so shiva is one of the two initial guardian forces assigned to squall at the start of the game uh attained by entering the tutorial section of the study panel shiva's diamond dust is an ice elemental attack that damages all enemies her compatibility items are arctic wind and north wind and her opposite guardian force is ifrit whose summoning deducts compatibility with Shiva the most. Shiva learns Strength J, Vitality J, and Speed uh, Speed J, as well as support abilities that boost the equippers of Vitality and Spirit, or sorry, Spirit J, not Speed. Uh, her unique abilities are Doom, which places a Death Sentence countdown on the target, and a refine ability that lets one make ice and water spells from items. Her triple triad card is obtained from the zone on the white seed ship, and the player gives the Girl Next Door magazine for free. Of course, it would have scantily clad or naked women involved with Shiva. Of with course. The, the Why wouldn't it? Because that's just how things are. Yeah, Shiva is one of the two, uh, along with my favorite, Quetzalcoatl, that you just start all, uh, you're just given to, basically. Um, when you go to fight Ifrit on that, uh, first, like, trial, uh, Quizzist is the one generally who has Shiva equipped, and then you give Squall Quetzalcoatl. But Shiva, again, from the very beginning, is right there with you, um, from the jump, just a nice, loyal companion. And, for me, I hope that 13 is the last Final Fantasy that Shiva is excluded from. Fair enough. And then now we have Final Fantasy 9. 
So Shiva is an Edelon summoned by a dagger. She is learned from equipping the opal for 20 AP. According to the notes left on the Edelon wall at Madensari, the summoners discovered Shiva in the form of a small child. As years passed, she grew into her more familiar adult's appearance. When summoned, she uses diamond dust dealing ice damage to all opponents. Her spell power is equal to 36 plus the number of opals in the party's inventory. Before Dagger has a Edelon's extracted, Shiva costs 96 MP to summon. But after being reacquired, she costs 24 MP. Dagger initially has Shiva, but doesn't have enough MP to summon her without the excessive level grinding. Which is too I much. I think she was one of the first ones to get, also, if not the first one you get. I know it's, I'm pretty sure it's the cheapest one to cast in nine. Ye, well, at, well, I mean, where I'm at in the story, she's the cheapest, but I can't summon her because she is still 96 too much. MP. Right. And dagger, my dagger currently has like, here's like 30. Right, so yeah. so like you'll you'll go through all that and then you lose all the summons or whatever you know this already. Spoiler mm-hmm. alerts, yada yada. But and then you equip like your like a gym basically. It's like the last thing on your equipment. And one of the things you learn is the summons. I'm pretty sure Shiva. If she's not the first one, she's one of the first ones. But I think she's the first one that you get access to in nine. Fair enough. And then uh, now we have Final Fantasy ten. So the Aeon Shiva is attained after Yuna visits the uh, faith in the Maclanium Temple. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, Shiva's faith is a Maclanium priestess. Her special ability is Heavenly Strike, while her overdrive is Diamond Dust. When Lulu finally upgrades the uh, Onion Knight, she breaks Shiva's damage limit, who can now deal up to 99,999 damage. And then Shiva is also fought as a boss who also appears a as a dark Shiva super boss form. Yeah. Yeah, really like, I mean, I liked how they did the summons in 10. Shiva is no exception. And then we have Final Fantasy X-2. Shiva returns as a boss under Shulin's control. She is fought in the uh, far plane as the temple sank to the bottom of the lake shortly after Final Fantasy X. And then we have Final Fantasy XI. Shiva is one of the six celestial avatars who represents the ice element. The job class summoner can unlock the spell Shiva upon completion of the quest Trial by Ice. Shiva is also the name of one of the game's servers. Which, again, uh, as we stated in previous episodes, Eleven is the MMO, first MMO they did. And like that's all they did with Shiva in... The first MMO, where 14, as we will come back from the mid-break, uh, 14 will have a lot more actual story implications with Shiva. And then Final Fantasy twelve, Shiva does not appear as a summon, but the airship and the Archdian uh, Imperial fleets are named after tr- traditional Final Fantasy summons and includes the airship name Shiva. So, yeah. As we stated earlier in the episode, it's it's just like Shiva's there, but it's not there. It's just but at least they gave her the name of an airship. Get out of here. I could see that if the game didn't have summons, but you have summons. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 
it's bad. But but, uh... but you know what? At <laughs> least they didn't try and pretend like two sisters not named Shiva were part of the game like we're going to get to after the mid-break. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll get into that after the mid-break. So at that point, we're going to take a short mid-break. And welcome to the mid-break of the show, where we talk about everything to do with the podcast. It has nothing to do with the lore of Final Fantasy. And if you want to support us, and I do want to thank our patrons, because we do actually have a new patron uh, who just signed up this uh, week. We have Hylian Chuby. Uh, thank you for joining the Patreon. You, he signed up as a uh, Warrior of Light to join us on our monthly patron chats, which will be starting next week. Super, super excited. Uh, Highland, you do get to choose your topic of choice for the episode, so we are excited to hear what you are going to talk about. Oh, unbelievably excited. I, I love the lore podcast, but being able to just like pick a topic for one game or, or one idea, like, and just to really dig in deep, there. That's the best thing about Final Fantasy is there's so much to it. Right. And then uh, if you want to join, and if anybody else wants to join us on the Patreon chats, you can join us at patreon.com slash Final Fantasy Lorecast, where you can sign up for our Warrior of Light tier to join us on the episode. Or if you don't want to join us, you do can get uh, small. There's other tiers as well where you can get ad free episodes. And then there's other ways you can uh, support us, which is giving us a five star review on Apple or Spotify. If you leave a five star review on Apple with some words, we'll read out loud the next time on the show, as well as leaving a five star uh, rating on Spotify. You can also leave comments on specific episodes on Spotify as well. And if you leave some nice words, we'll read that out loud on the next time on the show. And then you can also find us on a few discords. Uh, there is the Robots Radio Discord um, where you can find this show and a bunch of other shows. And then you can also find us on our discord, the Ben and Friends podcasting discord, where you can find this show as well as the other shows that I host, the Wizard World Lorecast, the Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon vs. Legends, and the newly added podcast, the Witcher Lorecast, which I'm now officially a part of. Congratulations, sir. I know that that's something that you would have liked to have done from the get-go, Ben of Tamaria. But with robots leaving, I can't think of a more qualified person to step in with Toasty. So congrats. I appreciate it. And I, uh, it's so much fun. We have two episodes out now. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're still trying to get our dynamic set. And we, we so that is the one show I host that we do not live stream. Because there's not really a reason for us to. Plus, it's also a lot early in the day that we record, so there's that too. Right. That's that's what like that's the reason. Why, like, it's not at an ideal time frame to stream. So, not having to go through that. Uh, I did notice that you guys uh, seem to have a pretty good repartee back and forth. So the rhythm. You say you're just getting into it, but you seem pretty settled in. 
Whereas me, I'm missing Steve this episode. So normally you read the things and then me and him just kind of get to bounce back and forth or trade off and on. And I'm just out here. have I'm like a tag team partner who is in a singles match. And I keep looking to the corner for my tag team partner to tag him in. And Steve's just not there to tag in, man. It, it's it's hard times out here. Yep. Yep. You're going to get those. But um, I'm trying to think. I think that's all I have for the mid-break. Do you want to add anything? No, I got to shout out Steve. Uh, we got to shout out our Patreon, which is is awesome. Again, just super excited for the chat next week. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Let's get back. Let's get into Final Fantasy 13, where Shiva is not included. Right. Let's get back to it. All right, we're back from the mid-break, and now, as uh, Trey stated before and during the mid-break, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, yeah, this is different. So we have the Snow Village, Village uh, Snow Villers. Elon is the Shiva sisters, also referred as the twin sisters of Shiva. The sisters are Straya and the dark-skinned elder sister with a light patch around her right eye, and younger light-skinned Nyx, who has a dark patch around one eye. Snow faces uh, the sisters as bosses at Lake Brescia as a test to prove the strength of, to them. And then while summoned, the sisters have separate a- ATB gauges, but both are dismissed in their shared SP gauge falls to zero. This is compensated by Straya not being able to be directly targeted. In normal mode, Straya focuses on magic and ravager rolls, healing snow, and dealing ice elemental damages to enemies. Nyx focuses on commando roll, although she does not have a uh, Blizzara, while Straya cannot be targeted by enemies she can still be damaged by area effect attacks and then snow's uh gestra gauge increases by driving up an enemy chain gauges and by defeating enemies attacks as a sentinel in gestra mode the shiva sisters can transform into a motorcycle snow can ride the sisters also briefly appear in Final Fantasy thirteen two and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy thirteen. Okay, so I have thoughts. So these, so you have the sisters of Shiva. Okay, cool. They have uh, elemental attacks stuff. Cool. They can transform into a car or uh, a motorcycle. Like what? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, thirteen was pretty wonky with a lot of stuff. Um, if that's the crazy, like that's not the craziest thing I've ever seen in Final Fantasy, that's for sure. But again, I'm just I, I can't get excited about the non Shiva sisters. That's fair. Um, thirteen wasn't my favorite. It was a fun game to play. It's just you know, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, but now talking about because like I, I think I think lightning rides around on Odin's uh, horse even if I remember correctly. So like the idea of summons being being used as vehicles, I think that's that's not unique to Snow. But as you were saying, speaking of favorites, 
Yes, speaking of favorites, my favorite, Final Fantasy fourteen. So, Shiva is a feature primal and boss fight in patch 2.4, Dreams of Ice. She was summoned up by Yastol Dengrolian, uh, in the image of the ancient saint who is beloved by Heska Volger as part of the, her goal to end the millennium-long Dragon Song War. Unlike the primal summoned by Beast Tribes, uh, Yostol uses her own body as a vessel for the Shiva spirit. The warrior light is tasked to defeat Iceheart as Shiva in the trial, uh, the Afkan Amphitheater. As part is the main scenario, but she escapes using the power of the Echo. You have uh, Yostol later actions set the stage for the beginning of Final Fantasy XIV Heaven's Ward, where she and Shiva return as a major character in the expansion storyline. Another Shiva is fought in the boss of the Eden Raid series is Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Like with the other primals of the story, Shiva is a made manifest uh, by the Warrior of Darkness's memories to restore the final ice element in the Empty on the First. Uh, Ryan, believing that Shiva must be summoned akin to her original counterpart, offers her own body as a vessel despite protestants from Thancred. Uh, the task ends nine failure, with the Primal taking control over Ryan, forcing the warrior to defeat her with the help of Gaia before she can cause another flood of light. Unlike any other Primal recreated by Eden, Shiva's visual appearance differs from the one on the source, her body is covered in dark bluish coat and metallic accents with several pink flustering ribbons behind her. She wears black boots similar to Ryan, and her crown is much smaller due to Ryan serving as a vessel. Shiva's face has her features. So, and when you get to Shadowbringers, which I still have yet to do, um, when you fight the primals in the Warrior of Darknesses, like their world they sh are depicted completely different from what you originally fight in your own world like in with like ifri he like ifri in base game and throughout the game of final Four final fantasy 14 is a very beast lizardish like creature where he ha he's he is a lizard like in the shadowbringers but he's more of a humanoid lizard much more similar to kind of like 16s. I did my best to zone out as much as possible on that because I, I'm working my way through 14 and I, I'm just a jerk, man. I, 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 I like experiencing things without knowing what's going on. That's fair. And while I, I, I have a pretty good gist of where, you know, where it's going with 14. It's still one of those things I like to, I like to experience. So I, I can't add anything to that because I listened to the first little bit and I'm like, okay, I remember up to this point and now I'm tuning out, but that's fair. Um, if they do, assuming they did Shiva as well as they did the other summons in 14, I think uh, one of the things I really like about 14s base game is how important they make the summons how how big of a deal they are and i, I know people say it's real slow it's the realm reboot like it's the first part of the game and people are like oh you just got to get through that to get to the good stuff but for me as someone who loves summons who loves the idea of, of the world building um 
the way they revere the summons is just really cool to see. And I, I'm I'm hopeful and I expect that Shiva will they will do Shiva justice when I get there. Oh, they do they do Shiva very they do justice for Shiva. Completely. But uh like the original incarnation, the version summoned weapons from ice, in this case two giant swords. In this form, Shiva can switch between ice and light powers which changes her appearance in Savage Mode. She summons a re- recreation of Halsfogger, granting her abilities normally used by dragons and can switch between three forms instead of two. And then defeating Shiva in both Story and Savage versions grant player currency, which can be exchanged for powerful equipment. So, yeah. And and the, the best thing about, like, when I go over the summon stuff, it doesn't spoil anything sto- story-wise for any of the summons. It's just they're, hey, no, they're primals and they're in the game and like there's this. Right. I just I and I have the text that you're getting ready to read up in front of me. So I did like a quick search ahead and I saw a lot of what I thought might be story type content, not necessarily with Shiva specifically, but just kind of in the in the world building that you were doing. Right. Describing it. The main you thing know, is if you want it. You feel free to spoil 15 all you want. <laughs> Which is... Because I played game. it, I beat it, but I don't remember it. That's fair. Same here. Uh, so Final Fantasy 15. Shiva is the... Galatian is an astro in the world of Eos. She's a goddess of ice. After the player acquires her as a summon in Chapter 12, she is summoned randomly and creates copies of herself when using her signature ability, Diamond Dust. Like Ramu, she can be summoned almost anywhere. Shiva is one of the six and is said to be the most compassionate towards humanity yeah that that's that's it that all tracks though that's the shiva we know and love Mm -hmm. and and that's the other thing i like with 15 i did not like how summons were completely random depending where you were at i mean it made sense in some ways but it's also like stop summoning titan five times in a row like I, i can you not I don't ever remember remember that happening. So for me, it was I I I did like how it, I don't remember if it was story wise wrong, but in my head, I remember it as like okay, they each summon kind of is the like like sixteen. Each summon has a territory they're over, and they kind of watch over and protect. And so if you're in that area, you get that one. You know, I like the idea of it, but like you said, you don't want to have the same summon pop up five times in a row. Yep, that's my one big thing with Kingdom Hearts 3. Is you're summoning left and right, and I hated it. But anyway, uh, enough of, uh, about that. Uh, so Final Fantasy 16. So Shiva is the ice elemental icon in the realm of... Vest- Help me out here. Vest- Vesteria? Balista? I don't remember. Vesteria. I, I think either. it's Vesteria. Um, her dominant is Jill Warwick. Warwick. Uh, she is among the smallest icons in the realm, along the size of an average human. Shiva is a long-haired ice lady clad in ice crystal jewelry and long floating cape, which appears to those who semi-primed her. Shiva once went into war against the Phoenix in Valsteria's past in the Northern Territories, Rosian War, but in the modern day, Northern Territories have been taken by the Blight and the Northern Tribes have dispersed. Now, in her and Titan have a uh... A fantastic fight. 
Oh my god! That is who yes. she fights, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yep, Titan. It's Titan. Just an absolutely fantastic fight. Uh, That's the, the very get go of the game. Is literally this fight, and it is yeah. freaking awesome. It will. It literally showcases like, hey, this is the game going forward. Is this? And I was like, oh, okay. Giant kaiju fights. Great. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw in the chat that Sharp said. Uh, I don't even remember summoning in 15 at all. You will remember summoning in 16. And I, much like 14 and 16, the summons play such a, you know, the icons play such a huge part, um, which I loved. And Shiva, again, done justice. Uh, love the character that she plays. Um, I love that it's the Ifrit and Shiva. They're always seem to be, you know, they're a pair. Right. And it's just, I love the Shiva character in 16. Could not have been happier with how all of that transpired. Yes. Like, 16's great. And, um, Sharp, I will, in my honest opinion, no one really remembers much of 15. Just, just saying. Like, we, we all played it just to play it because it was the only Final Fantasy at the time. And it was new. But, like, let's be honest, no one really remembers that game. <laughs> No, but thanks to Sharp, after we post this episode, we will know what Shiva looked like because they were nice enough to put together one of those graphics of what Shiva looks like in each game and numbered it accordingly. So I figure we'll put that in the discords when we post the thing. I don't know if it works for the cover art or whatever, but we can definitely post the graphic that Sharp made so that way we can all take a look at Shiva throughout the years. Yes. And then uh, last but not least, we have the etymology of Shiva. So Shiva, also spelled Shiva as S-I-V-A, is a Hindu god. The Hindu Shiva once saved the world by consuming poison, giving them the blue skin around the area of the neck and throat. Shiva is a male god, but merged with the consort Pravalti to become, and I'm sorry if I butcher the name, Arhaniar? Something like that. And an emotious Hindu god of duality, Shiva is the god of destruction along with Vishnu, who is the god of preservation, and Brahma, the god of creation. Together, the three principal deities of the Trimurti, the Hindu triad, and is believed by uh, he periodically destroys the world and recreates it. Shiva has different human forms, males and females, which he was in the Avatar form. He spent most of the times in the Himalayan snow mountains. Shiva in Final Fantasy series is likely inspired by one of his female avatars. The Japanese pronunciation Shiba could be referred to the English word shiver, which is the Japanese word sound like Shiba or Shiva. Her name is also based from the word shiver, given her icy nature. Another possibility is reference to the Slavic god, goddess Ziva, the goddess of love and fertility. Shiva may draw inspiration from the stories of the Yuki Ono. The Yuki Ono is a snow woman, is a spirit in Japanese folklore associated with snow and ice. She takes in the form of a beautiful woman who is pale and very blue lips, and either wears white robes or appears nude. The behavior of the Yukiono varies between uh, regions and stories, but she is near universally depicted as a malicious creature. The Yukiono 
appears during snowstorms, variably attempting to lure people out of their homes, requesting to be allowed into their home for shelter, or appearing to travelers in the wilderness. These stories often end with the Yukiono victims freezing to death, either from exposure to the cold or the Yukiono draining their life from the, and freezing them solid. The Yukiono is said to be the spirit of a young woman who perished in a snowstorm herself. Shiva often depicted as a pale-skinned, beautiful woman with blue lips similar to the Yukiono, and her behavior sometimes parallels with the Yukiono particularly her ability to appear within snowstorms and attacking by freezing her victims in ice. That was a lot, but that is the etymology of Shiva. No, and uh, I mean, it all makes sense where they, where they pull the inspiration from. Oh yeah, completely. But yes, that is what we have on Shiva for this week. Um, there was a lot there. She's appeared in majority of all the games. Um, Somehow I don't remember her in 15, but that is what it is. But if you play 16, she's a prominent role in 16. And 14. Yes. But, um... Well, is there anything else you want to add into this episode, Trey? Um, no, just excited for Rebirth. Ever Crisis came out. Um, I've played it a little bit, and, you know, it's the it's a, a nice for a free game. It, Honestly, I like the story. It's you know, it's a cute little animation style, very mm-hmm. kid friendly looking type thing. It's um, it's a nice little time waster. But I'm really excited for the hundred plus hours of gameplay we're about to get with Rebirth. Uh, yes, that that is one thing they just. I'm announced. going to I'm going to take time off of work so I have like a four day window where I can just sit down and play it. That's fair. Um, yeah, they did just announce. A, they showed off the trailer for Final P- for the Seven Rebirth. Uh, which, if you haven't seen the trailer, go look it up. It's great. It's amazing. There is definitely going to be um, story changes through this part, just like in the first remake. There were story changes. This one looks like it's going to be more impactful changes they're doing, from what I can see, uh, from watching the trailer. So Well, well I see. can't say because Steve hasn't beaten remake yet so no uh, what no, i will hasn't. say so so those those that have beaten remake will understand the clues i'm dropping and what i'm about to say they didn't really have the freedom to change too much in remake story beat wise however they were able to set the table rebirth they can do whatever the fuck they want and I don't drop f-bombs on this podcast very often i definitely waited until the very end to do it so that way they don't catch it whenever they, they do their they scan it. But it was warranted because they now have the they, they can change whatever they want. They it is an open world for them and after what happened in the first one that I won't spoil because of Steve, but it's it's about to get real and I cannot wait. Honestly, for me, I wonder where they're gonna leave off. Uh, mm, yeah, that's something they confirmed. They confirmed I mean, where it ends. <laughs> did they confirm it? Or did they just say that scene's going to be in there? No, that's Because that's, I think they go farther than that. I don't think that's where it ends. That's where it ends? Okay, so we don't get any Sid then. Which I didn't that was where I that's what I wondered. I wondered how close we got to getting Sid. Yes, from as far as the info we they announced the 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 scene 
that were all, and this is literally from the tweet they and they announced that we're all quote unquote dying to see is essentially going to be like towards the very very end of the like the ending game of the game. Oh, okay. I just read that as the, and we will get to that scene in the game. Uh, I given a hundred hours of gameplay, I kind of expected it to get maybe a little bit further. Um, I thought. In my I mean, head, I thought maybe I thought maybe we would get to Sid and like Cloud's the brain thing would start with, to break. So this game, they said it's a hundred hours of gameplay, but that is also including side quests and the side uh, side stuff. The side stuff is doubled what the main storyline is. Okay. So we don't know what like percentage wise that's going to be, but we know that the side stuff is well more more stuff than the, the main story. Plus, the name included Rebirth. This is where the Final Fantasy VII team, like the, this part of the series, is all open. It's a fully open world style for Seven, which they weren't able to do back in the day, and they're able to add so much more to this game. So we'll see. But anyway, um, I think that's what we have to, left to add to this episode. So thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, and may the crystals guide you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on Twitter at FFLorecast, and you can email us at FFLorecast at gmail.com.